0: so many great things happening in the
1: Archdiocese of St. Paul Minneapolis.
2: It's like in the Book of Esther. God has placed each of us in this local church for a time like this. We're just all people. People of God. You know, we're all human. We're all fallen. We're all sinners. I think we put on Christ. We put on love. Put on Christ with us as we learn to witness in new ways, find inspiration in those around us, and look for guidance from the Holy Spirit, our Holy Mother Church, and the shepherds of our local church. Because we're on a journey. Continue this journey with us now with another episode of Practicing
0: Catholic. Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Hundreds of people involved in the world of restorative justice are about to descend on the Twin Cities for their annual national conference. If you're not familiar with the term restorative justice, you may be familiar with some of its practices, like bringing offenders, victims, and the community together, with the ultimate goals of accountability and the repairing of harm. Here to talk more about restorative justice and the national conference, Father Dan Griffith, who's the rector of the Basilica of St. Mary in Minneapolis and founding director of the Initiative of Restorative Justice and Healing and professor at the University of St. Thomas Law School, to boot, and Caitlin Morneau, director of restorative justice for the Catholic Mobilizing Network. Caitlin, first, welcome to you. Good to have you on the show.
2: Thanks so much, great to be here.
0: And Father Griffith, always good to have you on the show. Welcome back.
1: Thanks, Patrick.
0: Well, let's start with you, Caitlin. Let's talk some about the Catholic Mobilizing Network. What is your mission and how do you work towards it?
2: Sure. Catholic Mobilizing Network is the national Catholic organization mobilizing Catholics and other faith communities to value life over death by ending the death penalty and promoting restorative justice. And we do this through the core pillars of education, advocacy, and prayer. As a little bit of background, we were founded in response to the US bishops campaign to end the use of the death penalty. And our founders recognized that in addition to ending this most violent practice, we also needed to build up life-giving and reconciling approaches to harm and injustice. And restorative justice really helps us to do just this. So we collaborate with parishes, dioceses, religious orders, schools and lay ministry leaders throughout the country to form and energize people of faith to to advocate for the use of these healing approaches within the legal system, within our parishes and community life.
0: And you're you're located out there in Washington, D.C., correct?
2: Yes, we are.
0: Okay, very good. Well, thank you for the introduction of the Catholic Mobilizing Network, and we'll definitely follow up on that. But first, Father Griffith, talk a little bit about the Initiative on Restorative Justice and Healing out of the University of St. Thomas School of Law. Why was it founded, and how are you journeying toward restoration there locally?
1: Great. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, We launched the Initiative on Restorative Justice and Healing in 2021, really in the midst of the pandemic. So we've just celebrated our two-year two anniversary on the uh, Feast of the, of the Birth of Mary, the Nativity of Mary, and it really flowed out of a conversation with then-Dean Robert Visher, who is now the president of, of the University of St. Thomas, really wanting to advance the, the vision and training and work of restorative justice. So our initiative uh, seeks to name and help heal harm from uh, leadership failures and the, and the harm of, of clergy sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, also uh, the, the harm of racial injustice in our society and in our church, and then finally polarization both in society and in the Catholic Church. And it, we do so by educating law students and the broader community in what restorative practices are and how they can be very effective Uh, And it's all grounded in the Catholic intellectual tradition uh, of of our of our faith, which is rich and uh, and really corollary to uh, Catholic social teaching. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as we're on that same topic there, Father, we'll stay with you for just a moment. How would how does the Catholic Church define restorative justice and why is it so important to our faith as Catholics?
1: Yeah, it really, you know, restorative justice broadly is defined as a philosophical and practical approach to harm, which really is inclusive of multiple stakeholders, but primarily oriented to the, to the victim, the victim survivor. Uh, it can be inclusive of offenders as well. But in the Catholic uh, context, it's really much like Catholic social teaching Oriented to human flourishing and collective flourishing,
2: mm. uh,
1: with an eye toward human dignity and and those those uh, very connected principles of Catholic social teaching, like the common good. Uh, and so, what one of the things we've found is that it really works beautifully within Catholic settings because Catholic social teaching and and restorative justice have similar goals, which is that. That response to harm in a way that that really fosters healing and and flourishing.
0: Got you, wonderful. And let's well, obviously, this conference that's upcoming is uh, part of the efforts that both of you have just described with the Catholic Mobilizing Network and the Re- Initiative on Restorative Justice and Healing at the University of Saint Thomas School of Law. So let's talk about that. Caitlin, can you introduce us to the conference itself? I mean, and what it's all about.
2: Sure. Well, first, I just have to say what a joy and honor it is to be co-hosting with the Initiative on Restorative Justice and Healing in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. We're just so thrilled to be there um, and to be in person because the first time we hosted this National Catholic Conference on Restorative Justice was in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and we gathered virtually and there folks said, we wanna come back together, we wanna come back together in person. So it's really now a core aim of this biannual conference to gather Catholic ministry leaders, academic and legal professionals, restorative justice practitioners, and, and people directly impacted by crime and harm and incarceration to build capacity within our communities and the church to advance these healing and transformative approaches. So over these three days, we and will be in person and virtually sharing in prayer, sharing wisdom, tools, resources, opportunities for attendees to put their learnings into action upon returning home. And what's more, we'll, we'll be able to forge and strengthen relationships that continue to nourish our ministry and advocacy along the way, really providing that strength for the journey that we all need.
0: Mm. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is just to clarify the logistics here, we are we are talking about the first weekend in October. That's when this is taking place, right? October 5th through 7th. So it's a multi-day conference.
2: Yes, that's right. Three days, October 5th yeah.
0: through seven. Five through seven, And it's going to be taking place, as you said, in person at the University of St. Thomas School of Law. But I understand you've uh, you filled up in person. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's uh, it's it's uh, no I mean, there's no space available is what I understand. Is that right?
2: That's right. And in person registration has now closed, but virtual registration is still open. And as a virtual attendee, folks join us for all of the main plenary sessions. And um, the the website to, to learn more, I know we're going to keep talking, but that website is org slash rj dash conference dash 2023.
0: Okay, very good.
2: Yeah.
0: Wonderful. <laughs>
1: yeah. Patrick, uh, a really quick, funny story. So my colleague, Julie Craven at the initiative uh, said she's associate director, that the coordinator of facilities at our law school said, Julie, there is no more room. We can't fit anybody else in there. It's really heartening. But as Caitlin said, we'd love to have uh, folks join us virtually.
0: Well, I'm so I'm so glad that there's so many people who are interested in restorative justice and are going to be showing up for the conference in person. But as you say, Father and Caitlin, that it's it's really important that people who can't attend in person or just there's no more room that you can still attend online. One of the wonders of modern technology, right, that we can still learn about everything that's good that's happening there at the conference. Whereas if you're just joining us, we're speaking with both uh, Caitlin Morneau. And Father Dan Griffith, Father, Father Griffith is, of course, the Rector of our Basilica in Minneapolis and the Founding Director of the Initiative of Restorative Justice and Healing. And Caitlin is the Director of Restorative Justice for the Catholic Mobilizing Network. Well, um, really take us into um, the theme of the conference, which is journeying toward restoration. Um, what are we talking about there? What are we focusing on and why restoration? What does restoration imply?
1: Caitlin, I'll take a, a crack at this. We were really intentional about the theme. We talked about it among our four principals uh, who planned the conference, Chris Chrisanne, Ballancourt, Murphy, Julie, Craven, uh, Caitlin, and myself, that the idea of journeying, that it's an ING word, which means like healing, that it that it, we're never quite there, that it's a process throughout our lives. And, you know, we come at this from a Catholic anthropological foundation which is that we we have dignity and and inestimable value because we're created in god's image but we're also broken and wounded and that's part of original sin so we're always going to see harms and we're going to see sin in the world and the and the church and catholic catholics who make up the church the body of christ are called to to mend and to to really enter into the the brokenness the trauma the the uh, the kind of tumult that we, that we see, um, and that we all desire restoration. We, we, we des- desire wholeness and healing. It's the great gift of Christ, uh, you know, in terms of his death and resurrection. And the church continues that, uh, that saving mission. And, and we find that Catholic social teaching and restorative justice values and principles can really help continue that that desire for a for a more peaceful and restored uh, world, knowing that we're not utopian, right? But we we do that work together until he comes again.
0: Mm, right. Very good. And Caitlin, I think that there are. I understand that there are four focus areas within the within the realm of the conference as well. Can you take us into those a bit?
2: Sure. Well, we recognize that there are many kinds of harm. Some happen on an individual or interpersonal level, and we've all experienced these. Um, And many times these violations of dignity are also connected to what's happening at the systems level and within our institutions. So, and then there are harms that are historical in nature where maybe there is an event that took place in the past, but its effects ripple into the present day. And we really wanted this conference to be able to examine the role of restorative justice in each of these. So I'll, I'll talk us through just briefly each of these core focus areas. First, there's criminal legal system transformation, which of course is Catholic mobilizing networks focus, core focus. Um, you know How do we move an unjust legal system from punitive to restorative? Next, there's clergy sexual abuse and healing, which Father Dan has spoken to. Of course, the Initiative and the Archdiocese have been leading the way nationally in this work and have incredible wisdom to share. So how can restorative justice help us address the needs of survivors and initiate repair at the individual parish and institutional levels? And then as we mentioned already also there's racial justice and healing. The church teaches that racism is a sin and a life issue, and restorative justice offers ways to address the deep harms of racial oppression and transform the broken systems that give them rise. And then finally, in the area of harms against native peoples, we wanted to shine a light, a particular light on the need for truth telling and healing from the legacy of Catholic run native American boarding schools in this country. So we wanted to be clear that this work is is individual it's personal and it's institutional and we all have a role to play
0: well and that actually leads me into my next question which and i don't know which one of you to address this to, but um i i assume that there's going to be a lot of education around some of these issues that's going to be going on at the conference people are going to learn about things that have gone on but will there be practical takeaways as well like things that people can do to help restorative justice in their immediate spheres of influence
1: yeah um uh, Yes, Patrick, good question. I think as we so we're getting all of the the plenary participants uh, together. Um, and one of the things that we're definitely going to want to zero in on is the practical. And that's one of the great things about restorative justice is not only is it a, a theory, but more importantly, it's a practice. It includes practices. And what can people take away from other than inspiration and, and networking? Uh, There are practical ways. For example, uh, in your families or in your communities, we're doing this at Basilica. If there is a conflict, we can actually and have been responding in a way where we have a restorative process. We we get into a a, a circle and talk about it. And one of the challenges with restorative justice is overcoming the knowledge gap. People I, I thought it was fuzzy and new age and ethereal. Until I saw how effective it was, and how closely connected with our with our Catholic faith uh, it is in terms of its values, and it and it really does work because it's adaptable in various circumstances, and that if that's one thing that people can take away, that when they have a situation of harm or conflict, you can actually utilize these these principles. We find with law students that it makes them better lawyers; they're more mm-hmm. compassionate. They're better listeners, better listener than I was 10 years ago before I got into this work. I think I'm a better pastor. I still have a long way to go. But, uh, you know, those values are are practically what can what can uh, be brought from the conference into into relationships.
2: I can also just add that incredible folks we have presenting on workshops throughout the conference that are really sharing from their experience, implementing these practices in their parishes, in their communities and, and sharing out, you know, not only tools and resources, but the strategies that worked for bridging that knowledge gap and bringing folks into the conversation, raising awareness, to then be able to step into these these healing practices together and and taking part in some of them you know throughout the conference as we engage in dialogue with one another about what do these what's next for me as as i discern what's next for my community joining in in collective conversation and relying on these proven practices to help us through that together
0: well, I think you've both wet our appetites very well uh, in terms of the conference, but also in terms of pretty pulling some some flesh and bones uh, together on restorative justice in our midst. So, thank you both for your continued work in these areas and these very important areas, and living out our Catholic faith in in favor of the common good and seeing yeah, justice take on this restorative nature rather than punitive. So we are grateful for your work as well as your appearance here on Practicing Catholic. Thank you so much for joining us, Caitlin and Father Dan Griffith. Uh, It's great to be with you. God bless you both.
1: Thanks, Patrick.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Again, it's the National Catholic Conference on Restorative Justice, October 5th through 7th, 2023, at the University of St. Thomas School of Law. We do have uh, virtual registration still available. Just go to catholicsmobilizing.org slash rj-conference-2023.
2: Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Practicing Catholic Show to see what's coming up next. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to be the first to know when the next episode of Practicing Catholic is released.